When you need medical help fast, use NHS 111 online to go from home to an urgent treatment centre. Mr Williams, please come through. Or a pharmacy. Hello, pharmacist will see you now. Or if needed, stay where you are and get a call from a nurse, doctor or paramedic. Get assessed and directed to the right place for you in as little as 90 seconds. Use NHS 111 online. This is our People podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hi, and welcome to Our People podcast. My name's Harry Newhouse, and on today's episode, we will be shining a light on the fantastic work of cancer clinical nurse specialists to help celebrate National Cancer CNS Day. Uh, with me to do this is Kelly Craggs, Alison Bruce, and Michaela Fleury. Welcome to the podcast, Kelly, uh, Alison, and Michaela. Kelly, would you like to tell us what your job is here at the Trust and explain a little bit about what it involves on a day-to-day basis? Uh, hi, Harry. Thank you for inviting us along today um, to speak to you. So my role within the Trust is a cancer lead nurse. Um, the kind of main nuts and bolts of my job is to maximise the nursing contribution to cancer services. So this involves supporting and developing the nurses that care for our cancer patients, leading our cancer specialist nurses and managing the support services to ensure our patients receive care that is personalised to them following a cancer diagnosis. Same question to you, Michaela. Um, so my main role is a community staff nurse. So I'm based at Grindon uh, Primary Care Centre and I work across the west of Sunderland. Um, in my day-to-day job, I usually um, support people that might have long-term conditions, um, chronic and acute wounds, and um, a lot of palliative care um, following discharge from hospital, um, generally patients that are housebound and want to be cared for in their own home. Nelson? I work for the Out of Hours team, um, the palliative care team, which is based at St Benedict's. Um, so when the district nursing services um, end, our team takes over to support people at home um, <clears throat> with the main aim is to symptom manage. Um, that can be crisis visits, it can be planned visits, people that are on care of the die and um, the, the require a third visit as a gold standard. So our team would be expected to do that visit and um, give advice, support um, and meet the needs of the patient, whether they're to stay at home or whether um, you know they need admission, anything like that. Um, we would we would sort that for them. On the 26th of April, uh, it's National Cancer Clinical Nurse Specialist Day. Um, Kelly, could you explain a bit about what that is and why we have such a day? Uh, yeah, so it, it's probably helpful to kind of explain the role of the clinical nurse specialist firstly. So the clinical nurse specialist is, is kind of just that. So within cancer, it's a, a nurse with a, a specialist set of skills um, that works generally in a, either a certain area of cancer or within a specific disease. Um, so our clinical nurse specialists you know, have expertise that is really essential to the functioning of our cancer multidisciplinary teams. Um, they have lots of skills in terms of once a patient has a diagnosis with cancer or is referred with a suspected cancer, they really become the key person um, who coordinates a lot of their care. They're also very specialist in terms of supporting patients with that diagnosis. That's physically, you know, with the, the management of the disease. And um, that's also around their symptoms. So that might be symptoms related to disease or related to treatment. 
um, lots of kind of psychological support um, and to try and meet their needs that are personal to them. So that's looking at their wider support needs um, as well. So it's a really important role. Um, it's a role that's been around for decades, but it is very much evolved over recent years. You know, we have advances in diagnosis of cancer now, advances in treatment and in management of the disease, which is becoming increasingly complex. And um, this creates a lot of new challenges for our clinical nurse specialist workforce. The aim of the National Cancer Clinical Nurse Specialist Day, it's to raise the profile of our cancer nurses um, at a time when patients in the cancer workforce need them more than ever. Last year, the cancer internship programme was set up. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what the programme is? Yeah, sure. So the Cancer Internship Programme was designed to provide our general nurses who have an interest in cancer to develop their knowledge and skills and expertise. They may wish to pursue a career in cancer, but also develop their current practice and share their knowledge with colleagues to improve care for patients within their clinical areas. So the programme offers the opportunity to work with our cancer specialist teams across the Trust um, and with our cancer support services and also with our tertiary centres to develop an understanding of the needs of patients across the entire cancer pathway. It also has an academic element, and this enables nurses through their learning to review practice in their clinical areas and really look at ways in which this can be improved for cancer patients. Why was there a need for the programme? So having described the very important role of the clinical nurse specialist, historically recruitment hasn't kept pace with the increasing demand for cancer services. We recognised here at the Trust that we have an agency CNS workforce and there was a need to develop a pipeline of cancer nurses with the knowledge and skills so that we can continue to provide excellence in cancer nursing services. And Alison and Michaela, uh, you two are interns on the programme. Could you tell me uh, what it is like from your perspective and tell us uh, what you have uh, to do uh, on the programme? We're allocated a hub, which is what, um, my main domain. Um, so mine's urology and then from there you get spokes so you visit all the different areas the specialized areas so you get exposed to as many different fields um, as many different areas as possible um, and that's ongoing for the year there is the academic side which is based at um, Teesside University which is an academic module that involves workbooks there's 10 workbooks and there's feedback from your mentor to suggest de developmental areas, areas of um, you know knowledge gaps and skill sets. Um, and from there, you're identifying a plan to move forward and develop. The idea is to visit as many sites. Um, I've been to the RVI, I've been to the Freeman. Um, and the idea is um, you know, that it's a two-way process, that not only do we learn from our mentors and placement, but they learn from us because we can bring a lot of experience as well. Um, so it's been really, really, really um, a really good experience. And I think alongside um, what Alison's mentioned about the uni uh, work as well, we get to develop a service improvement which the um, Trust have been very supportive of. And at the moment, our ideas, I think a lot of them you might end up seeing in the future. So I, mine is to develop a um, better referral system for cancer services. I think Alison's is looking at mouth care as well. I think overall, to sum, sum up what the internship is like to me, is it's kind of allowing us to be supernumerary in a way and learning, which you don't at the minute because of how busy... The NHS is you don't actually get the option 
to do. Um, so it's letting us learn and as as well as working at the same time and taking things back into our own area of practice to like improve patient outcomes. Why did you decide to apply for the internship? I work for the Palliative Out of Hours care team um, and my role is be more towards the end of life or acute symptom support and I've found it quite difficult to appreciate what the patient's been through um, because I don't have experience of from diagnosis to um, to end of life there was a gap in my knowledge um, and I think to see things from a patient and family's perspective you need to know what that person's been on the journey that they've been on so for me it was to bridge that knowledge gap and so that developing my current role um, because is opportunities but I think for a more grounded knowledge this is one of the reasons why I, I applied for the um, internship. I think my reasoning is exactly the same as Alison's. Um, I'm quite a junior nurse in my role so I have um, big knowledge gaps when it comes to to the cancer journey and what the patient goes through and primarily in my role we focus on the kind of more end of life and palliative stages and often in your normal working day you come across terminology and things that you don't understand so how are you meant to kind of educate your patient on them when you don't know it's to kind of advance my career I'm a bit um, ambitious and um, I loved the idea of, of doing this internship to gain more knowledge and like it looks good on the CV as well um, and it opens up opportunities in the future because I really want to get involved and be a cancer nurse specialist. How beneficial are you finding it? Uh, how much have you learned on the programme? Well, it's invaluable. You know, you don't appreciate the role of the CNS until you're actually working alongside them. Um, you think it's, or, you know, I suppose it, um, you think oh, the nurse is just going to support the patient, but that's only a tiny, tiny little bit of what they, they do. Invaluable as it is, it's all the scans, it's... Um, following patients up, seeing them acutely, seeing them in clinics. There's just so much um, that they do that you just don't realise until you're actually working alongside them. And just to add to what Alison says, it kind of gives you a newfound appreciation and respect for the role. And like you, you, you sometimes I, I go into different like sport placements and I think, why is there not a CNS here already? And I think... The benefit of this programme is that there's going to be people like myself and Alison that can hopefully go into them roles and improve the service and improve patient outcomes. Um, but to go back about how much like I've learned personally, I've learned how to better manage symptoms for patients. There's often treatments patients receive um, that I didn't know what they were um, but going back into my community role I know that oh well that patient's getting that symptom because they're on this treatment and I'm able to explain that to the patient and manage it more effectively. Have you got any plans for when uh, you finish the programme? I would like because I've been exposed to a lot of different areas I want to get to the end and then know that if I did apply for a CNS post, that's because that's where I want to be and not because there's a post available. And I've had the luxury of being able to be exposed to the different areas and think, I don't, not fussed on that area, but if there was a post come up there, I would love to go for it. 
Um, and I think sometimes, like, when you read a job description or you, you, you think in your head you kind of know what somebody does, and then when you get there and you think, no, I don't know what you do, but then, you know, you think, oh, there's a job there, I would love to go for that, and I'm going to go for it because I've got the knowledge behind it and the experience, be it limited, but you've still got an insight into, into the role. And I think that's the absolute beauty of the internship is that you can go to so many places, like... <coughs> different tumour site areas and you were able to see how different people kind of work and like it lets you kind of be a bit more picky um, and lets you kind of decide like yeah this is where I want to go into um, in the future and um, you wouldn't really have that kind of luxury in your own role because it's so busy and you kind of only have that involvement um, when you've got a patient with that specific type of cancer but I think um, that's allowed me to kind of think of what I want to do in the future and, and hopefully I do want to specialise in a, t- um, a cancer site but at the moment I'm not quite sure but there's still we're only halfway through um, and I've enjoyed everywhere so it's not a case of I don't like the different places I like them all. And I think just listening to the um, specialist nurses already in post I think they're quite envious of us because they've, they've never had the opportunity and, you know, there's many comments say, I wish I'd been able to do something like that. Or even like, even in the role, they say, I wish we could go and do something like this. Um, you know, you get next, like, you know, and they're working in that area. So it is, it, we're quite privileged. In fact, we're very privileged to be able to do this. And, st- um, and start in a role, but, but you feel so much like prepared than other people yeah. maybe in the past. I don't know about Alison, but I'm just as astonished at the like level of expertise and knowledge that some of the specialist nurses have, and like it, it kind of like knocks me confidence a bit because at the minute I think, oh, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be that knowledgeable in that role. But I think doing the internship is the like a great basis to um, start on. Will the program be happening again next year? Um, yes. So I'm very pleased to say that it will be running again next year. Um, so we've we've we're looking to be recruiting over the next probably month or so, um, with a view to probably starting another five interns around September time when um the ladies finish their internship. So that's really really good news. So I hope people watch out for that and we'll obviously circulate that um through the comms team and things, um that expressions of interest for the course. And is your application only open to staff working here at the trust? So it, so it is open to, to staff just at the trust, so it'll be advertised internally. Um, but we, you know, obviously Alison and Michaela are both um, community nurses, so, you know, obviously we offer it to our community teams as well. Uh, last year you received 30 applicant, uh, applications uh, for the programme, however, there were only five places. Um, Kelly, what advice uh, would you give our staff who are wanting to join the internship and applying? Yeah, unfortunately, places are limited and, you know, obviously we've got to make sure that all of our learners get the best experience with each of the clinical teams. So we couldn't have too many, you know, people learning in in one place. Um, There was a lot of interest last time. I expect, you know, listening to, you know, the wonderful comments from Alison and Michaela, that there'll be even more interest this time round. So I would just urge nurses to apply who are really passionate around cancer nursing and they want to make a difference. Um, you know, like these two ladies do, um, but they also need to be committed to the learning on the programme so that they get the best out of it because, you know, as the girls have said, it is a fantastic opportunity. 
Um, and it is quite a commitment to learning, isn't it? And um, so I think you you need to be prepared. To, you know, a lot of it is is it, it consolidates what you're learning in clinical practice, but it you know it does take some of your time up, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you've got a because of the um, uni module alongside. It is really interesting, but you've got to be quite dedicated um, to doing the work and be quite organised because um, doing the role alongside a full time like job in the community as well can be quite demanding at times but in in the long term it's going to be so beneficial and it's it's been really rewarding so far. Alison and Michaela uh, would you urge our staff to apply for the programme uh, and obviously it sounds like you've enjoyed it so far. Oh hey, yeah anybody with an interest in palliative care definitely um, you'll never get an opportunity like this again. Um, so if it's something that you, you're interested in, just go for it, yeah. yeah. I've really enjoyed it. And, you know, it's not just the CNS, you get an insight into other roles and, you know, the MDT, how the MDT is put together from the two-week role, that, you know, from the admin side, you have a full appreciation of the cancer services as well, um, which, you know, you, you just you just you wouldn't have the opportunity. So you think, oh, you do a referral. It's all the difficulties that come if that referral's not done properly. So it makes you think about more about what you're doing um, in your own practice. And like you say, you know, you, you're taking things and, you know, awareness of, you know, as treatments and they use a lot of immunotherapy now. So it's side effects that, you know, you, you think the side effects can appear after two years, which is something I never thought about. So I'm treating symptoms, but actually is it a side effect of an immunotherapy, which I wouldn't have thought of before. So, it, you know, it's just it's just been so invaluable um, that, yeah, definitely go for it. I've already been recommending um, colleagues to apply for it. <laughs> um, when it first came out, it uh, was advertised last year. There was a few people I worked with that were kind of a bit tentative about applying. And I, it was the same myself. Um, I was unsure whether I'd, I, never mind, like, get through the application stage, but I'd urge anyone that's interested to apply. Um, it's, you, you'll learn loads. You, as Alison say, you, you have, like, a newfound respect for the clinical, um, the cancer nurse specialist role, sorry. And if you are interested in cancer... I mean, I was interested in cancer, but I was quite naive to as what went on. I mean, um, I'll openly admit, I thought there was only one type of chemotherapy that everybody got and like everybody was sick from it. Um, but it's not. It's like really opened my eyes. Um, and as I said, it is hard work, but you do get a lot from it. And you get you get as much out of it as you put into it. So it's about seeking opportunities and your mentor or, or the lead on the on the programme will support you and find your places like the RBI, like other services. If you if you identify that that's, and she will facilitate that. Um, so, you know, there's areas that you wouldn't have the opportunity to visit. Um, but, you know, with the support of the, um, the lead, they will facilitate um, any identified areas, which again is just a, an absolute luxury. To be able to access. Can I just add to that that everybody that I've came across in the cancer services as well, I don't know if same for you, Alison, even though they're so busy, they're just so supportive and they do seek out these opportunities for you and they, they'll support you and, and like always chat to you um and explain things they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and if there's something that they know is going to be interesting, they'll say, Can you swap your day because this, you know, or 
you might want to follow a patient through so it's a negotiation um, and it's very much a work in progress because the mentors are new to the program as well so hopefully from us they've learned like you know it's not just about sitting and watching and observing it's about participating and you know doing assessments in clinics and things and you know actually because we are experienced nurses so it's not you know, yeah. it's not that we're students. Yeah, you're not student nurses. You're ex- ex- nurses yeah. with a, a good level of experience. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah. the respect that as well, and which is lovely because then they'll say, I'm not sure about, oh, well, I would do, you know. And, and you know, it's, it is a, just a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way learning, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. with me and Alison being in the community, I think sometimes there's, um, through no fault of anybody, there's sometimes a bit of that divide between the acute and community and we don't know what each other's doing so like when a, one nurse is frustrated because they kind of get through to the district nurse and team to make a referral you kind of can offer that kind of insight well we're really busy and like why don't you try doing this and like they'd like it if you handed over that information so we're, we're kind of like learning about each other's roles as well. That brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, Alison and Michaela, for taking the time out of your day to talk with me today. Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Our People Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up to date with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.